Macworld Podcast, episode 585 for December 6, 2017. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Senior Editor Roman Loyola. I'm here with Macworld's Managing Editor, Leah Yamshon. Hello. And in Sacramento, California, is Macworld Staff Writer Jason Cross. Hello. And on the East Coast is Macworld Staff Writer Michael Simon. Good afternoon. And the man behind the console is our producer... Dan Masoka. Hi, Dan. Hello. Also in San Francisco. You leave me out of He's San Dan. Francisco. Yes. So I always, I like to, it, you're like the, you know, when you do the credits and then at the end there's always uh, and like, and then it's the big star. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. what I always like to single you I'll out take as, it. I'll at take the it. end. So, oh, no, actually the big star is you, the audience. Oh. Oh. So. Um, here we go. Pandering. <laughs> Pandering. <laughs> So we're here live on Facebook and Twitter. We need your comments and questions for today's show. Dan will be uh, checking the Facebook and Twitter feeds and be chiming in with anything you guys have to say. So today's topics, we're going to be covering the Amazon Prime video release today, Apple TV OS 11.2, and iOS 11.2. So that's what we'll be talking about. But if you guys want to talk about any other things, let us know. You know, um, Apple-related. Apple-related. Holiday advice. Dating yeah. advice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, any, anything. So, so, yeah, any, yeah, almost Tinder anything. Yeah. <laughs> so. it's, the, it's the Wolverine's love advice corner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, the Filipino Wolverine right yeah. here. We'll, get, we'll dish out the advice. Only the best advice. So, so this morning, uh, there was some news about Amazon Prime Video. Mike, can you uh, fill us in on what, what happened? Sure. Well, at long last, six months since Apple announced it, and I don't know, how long have the rumors been? Years? Yeah. That uh, we finally have a native Apple, I'm sorry, native Amazon Prime video app on Apple TV. Woohoo! And it is wonderful. You can watch whatever you want. Your your library shows up. If you have it connected to that uh, Movies Anywhere app, all of your iTunes and Google Play movies, they all kind of merge. Uh, it's in 4K for the content that allows it. If you have an Apple TV 4K and a TV, the menu is, you know, it's the same kind of weirdly uh, horizontal prime uh, fire TV menu, but whatever, it's all there. And the coolest thing is that it, it's it's hooked up with the TV app, which is a bit of a surprise because, um, you know, we weren't sure if that would work. Amazon's very protective of its content like, like Netflix is. But um, it works with the uh, up next feature on in the TV, and if you if you go into the TV app, it even like spotlights it, and mm-hmm. it says now on Apple TV Prime Video, and it shows you some new stuff. So um, they are full in, all in on um, Apple TV, and it's awesome. Yeah. All right. So when was this first announced that it was coming? Was it WWDC? Yeah, almost exactly yeah. six months. It was uh, June fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they said by the end of the year, this thing will yeah, be they're, here. They're okay. Close. <laughs> but still uh, a couple I, weeks to spare. I saw a note that I don't think it's in 5.1, which right, is true. I, I a read couple that, of yeah. other weird uh, Apple TV versions of apps. I don't think Hulu's in 5.1 for some reason. Um, so you get stereo, which they got to fix that. Because some of their stuff you really, especially all the movies and stuff you can rent on there, you really want in surround. Is there but, a reason yeah. why? that it's not in 5.1 or any speculation as to why it's not i mean it's a mystery certainly it can be done netflix is in 5.1 on and yeah on is there a hardware limitation it can 
I, I mean, I can't imagine so. it would be. There's there yeah. there are other streaming apps on Apple TV that do 5.1, yeah. and then there's a couple that don't. And I think, yeah, I, it's not a codec issue or something like that that I'm aware of. So, uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what it is. For they anyone who doesn't know what 5.1 is, it's, it's audio yeah, surround output. Sound. Yeah, surround sound yeah. audio output yeah. that a lot of yeah. home uh, theater people have. Center speaker, up. rear speakers, and a subwoofer yeah. is the point one. So... <laughs> Um, what is your favorite stuff for, for you guys to watch on Amazon prime video? Uh, one of my favorite like? shows, one of the, one of the, like, I think the best shows out there is transparent. Um, mm-hmm. tough to say what's going to become of the show now that they're, uh, now that Jeffrey Tambor is in, in oh, hot right. water, <laughs> rightly so. Yeah. Um, well, he, I think he, he just like outright left. He I think said, so. Yeah. But yeah. the rest of the characters on that show are so interesting that I bet they'll find a way to, to carry on and make it. Yeah, they'll have to write good. him out in some way. Yeah. Because yeah. he's so central to that show. But, yes. Um, I kind of fell off the wagon with Transparent. Oh, it's Like so after the good. first two seasons, the third season, I was just like, I, I can't, I just can't feel for these characters anymore. Everybody makes such terrible decisions I, constantly. I, I, yeah, I think that's the point, though. Like, none of them are particularly likable, except for... No, it, uh, it just wore me down, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. I was surprised at how good the tick was. I really oh, yeah. didn't expect that to be any good. That was good. Um, it's a very short season on... I think it's only eight, six, eight episodes or something. Um. So maybe they'll do another season of that. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of the other Prime Video stuff. I'm trying to remember what else is. Man in the High Castle. Castle yeah. Oh, Man in the High Castle. That's the other one. One of my favorites, and I have no idea when another season is coming. It, they did not wrap it up. <laughs> it, is, it very much still needs to go. So I, I assume they're making another season, but that one's great. Uh, it's a really like, good-looking uh, one if you have a 4K TV. I have a six-year-old, and Amazon Prime is great for kids' stuff, both both their own shows and the stuff that they uh, license or partner with. I mean, they have a huge right. library of kids' stuff. It's awesome. So that's a that's a big one for me because we I have I have a Roku in my family room that my son uses, and now he can hang out in our living room and watch <laughs> Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, I have a Roku as well, so I haven't really. I've been able to have Amazon Prime TV on my TV through Roku, right. but it'll be nice to have that option on Apple TV too. Uh, just, uh, and I've, just real quick, sorry, Allison on Twitter yeah. is asking if she can bring uh, her Apple TV to the UK or does she need to get a new one? Yeah, oh. it's, uh, it's available in the UK, Amazon. Can, I mean, well, you're talking about Amazon? Can she bring the same, the uh, same, TV. The same one? Oh, the same device? Yeah. I believe so. I don't I'm see not why not. Sure. You yes. just might not have access to the same things. Yeah, yeah it supports um, it. It supports the the standards, the fifty hertz standards and stuff. They so have it there, supports so. PAL and NTSC at the same time. Is that well? I mean, you wouldn't use any PAL or NTSC with with HDMI and stuff, but they're they're different right. frequencies, and it supports that. Uh, the difference is that even if you have a US account they geographically lock you out of certain content. So you're going to get sort of UK, what's available in the UK, Netflix and stuff, for example, mm. unless you do some VPN shenanigans. Oh, right. Yeah. And yeah. How would you do a VPN on an Apple TV? You have to 
connect to a network where you've got your your VPN through a router sending everything from your network. You're not going to be able to do it right on your right. Okay. That's, that you sounds know, like a good article that we should maybe write. <laughs> yeah, how to how to scam your way into <laughs> international con- It's it's a big deal in the UK and, right. and places in Europe where um, there's. You know, a lot of English speakers who want English speaking content that's only available in the U.S. Yeah. So they get that. All, there's there's a lot more of that going on than the other right. way around. Um, if any of our uh, viewers out there have any other Amazon Prime TV recommendations, let us know, because I feel like there's a lot that we're probably missing. There's other shows that I purchase and, and watch through Prime TV. Mm-hmm. Like we stream Mr. Robot through Prime TV on the Roku. Um, right. Mm-hmm. I think my like Broad City subscription goes through there, too. Um, so it's nice. And there's some to kind of uh, have HBO stuff, too, like like The Wire. I think the whole series oh. is available for Prime subscribers and things like that. Right. Oh, yeah, there's cool. a lot of stuff you can just get as a Prime subscriber that's not exclusive. One right. thing I, I just remembered is the uh, that that um, sci-fi series, The Expanse, which is supposed to be really great. That's a net, that's a on Netflix everywhere in the world, except in the U S and in the U S it's on Amazon. Hmm. Interesting. So I've been waiting to watch that because everyone says it's great. Also the the big sick is available on Amazon because I think that was an Amazon produced movie. So that's, that's out on, that's for free for, if you're a prime subscriber as well. Yeah, That's a really good movie. You should watch Mm -hmm. that. Andre on Twitter saying lore is a good show. Oh, okay. Um, and What's then, it about? I don't know. What is it about, Andre? Uh, and then Jim is saying, yes, you should write an article on VPN. <laughs> and he's on Facebook. Okay. So, lore sounds like it's going to be sci-fi-ish. Sci-fi Maybe. or fantasy. Oops. Or fantasy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. We'll have to look it up. I find that I have Hulu... And we have Netflix, and we have Amazon Prime, and we have access to cable. That I end up not even sure what is on anything anymore. I just right. kind of yeah, flip around totally. and guess. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There's too much TV. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. There, there are all these services now. If if you had to pick two services to go with, which ones would you pick? It's. I think you oh, have to pick Netflix, right? I'd probably go. Yeah, Netflix and then I think so. and HBO. I, th- I think Netflix and HBO yeah, would be mine. Well, a- Amazon's good because you can go HBO and Showtime and starts right through it. So you don't have to really oh. choose. But yeah, you have to pay for add-ons? HBO, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you, have yeah. To, you have to pay for them, yeah. Well, if we're talking about add-ons, then yeah. But other than that, I would say Netflix and then the Hulu, the the more expensive tier of Hulu where you get the, you don't oh, have commercials yeah. and stuff Commercial. is what I would do. And that would get me all my sort of main network shows mm-hmm. just day after. If, if that's all I could do, I've totally cut the cord, but I use PlayStation view for all my sort of network cable stuff. And then I have Hulu and Netflix. So Andre followed up and says it's, it's about uh, the shit Laura's the show based on the podcast and it's about spooky stories. Oh, oh right, right. And then NARPA oh. is seconding that show. Okay, that sounds good. Mm. So. Cool. Oh, yeah. I see it on there now. Oh, there it is. It's right there. Right there. Of note, um, I checked this morning, and Apple TV is still not available through Amazon.com. So I don't know if that's going to come at some point <laughs> soon oh, yeah. or today. That should but happen really soon. Yeah. And Amazon is in all sorts of embroiled with Google now as well. The, the, the timing of this is really interesting. It is. Um, yeah, could someone explain what what that whole scenario is all about, or what's going on there? It's in in short, uh, 
Amazon was not adhering to Google's policies on how the YouTube apps should operate and everything. So Google pulled their app like from the devices, the their Amazon devices. So they mm. just skipped and went to a web client. Um, and even on that web client, they started yeah. doing stuff that, that Google says you're not supposed to be able to do like on right. top of it with like yeah, voice stuff and everything. So, so Google said, well, and, and it's, and I think part of that, the part of the reason that happens is because then it doesn't show like the ads or something like it. There's, there's more to it than just, Oh, you can voice control it. So they're not adhering to the standards for like, you can't mess with our web interface right. when they did their web interface. So now Google's going like, fine, you can't have it anyways. And it's blacklisting they, even the web version yeah, right. from all of uh, Amazon's devices. Wow. So Amazon fire TV, <laughs> Amazon, the, the Echo Show will mm -hmm. get cut off immediately because that's just the web interface. And on Fire TV, there's a warning that says this is going away January 1st. And after January 1st, you won't have YouTube on that at all either. Unless so, they come to terms. Whoa. I mean, I wonder, does this affect Apple TV sales now? So before, if you went on Amazon, you went to Roku. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could go to, you can go to Amazon Fire as well. But now Amazon Fire doesn't have YouTube. And Amazon, Apple TV also has, you know, you, there's no differentiation between Roku and Apple TV now except for the price. Yeah. So is this like a, is this a way now that Apple can just kind of leapfrog the other cheaper services and say, you know, this is, this is like the one box that can do everything? Possibly. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the sticking point for Google is that uh, Amazon's not being uh, reciprocal in their stuff. They, they don't list any of Google's home, uh, home stuff, Chromecasts, anything yeah. like that on their store. They don't, the Amazon video app on your phone doesn't support Chromecast. So yeah. they're like, you, you know, hey, you're not supporting any of our stuff. Why are we going to support any of your stuff? So, or do you think that this just kind of shows when the makers are also having their services that you're kind of in that jeopardy? Like I went with Roku because they were the first to kind of have everything available, and this yeah. is just kind of show you like Roku's never going to be like, oh, our you know our own video platform is you know not going to be on anyone else's. So absolutely, right. yeah. I mean, I don't like the Roku interface <laughs> at Agreed. all. But that's uh, and and some of the the apps it has a ton of apps, but some of them are so grossly out of date that you're just like mm -hmm. like their Spotify app is a, abysmal. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. So you know they've um, that's their issue. But like to your point, they don't they don't have a service. They don't have a video service, so they're never going to play favorites. Uh, and that's kind of they don't have a video service and they don't have a store, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> whereas Amazon's got all those things. It's got a video service and a store right. and all these, you know, so, um, yeah, Apple plays favorites. Apple has, I mean, you can't get iTunes stuff anywhere else. Sure. Only on their hardware. Do you think that battle is going to spill over into the Apple TV world? Which battle? You the... know, the YouTube versus Amazon or Google versus Amazon. <laughs> I would doubt it. There's yeah. a there's a lot yeah. for Google to lose there. I mean, Google needs Apple to play nice with search and the iPhone, and there's a lot more that's at stake. And yeah, it's not like YouTube. it's not like uh, Google really needs their home products to be sold in Apple stores. It's right. not like Amazon where it's a giant marketplace where you know hundreds of millions of people buy everything. Um, it's you know just just not having Google Home or Chromecast in the Apple stores isn't going to make them pull. YouTube support. So, 
And on Facebook, Steve is making the comment that Apple TV seems more useful to Americans rather than to people in the UK. So I wonder if, you know, like based on what's, you know, content availability, you know, how much that also, you know, you have a sense of like what's selling worldwide? Hmm. Um, uh, no, yeah. I haven't really That's done any research on like what platform seems to be selling more units um, or like where these things are more. Yeah, they often don't break it, yeah, yeah. Apple break it break down it that much. But um, that's definitely true that, you know, because every service offers different things in different countries, that could totally affect exactly how much you're, you know. And that, and Apple TV is m- more useful the more you're tied into the Apple ecosystem. Mm-hmm. If you have a lot of iTunes stuff, whether it's movies or music or, or if you're a big Apple Music subscriber, you know, then it's going to be a lot more useful for you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Apple TV, we should note that tvOS 11.2 dropped. Oh, yes. Uh, And it adds the sports tab to the TV app, which, you know, you can it'll have schedules for games and they'll have scores. You can go into settings and turn scores off if you don't want spoilers. Um, But the main setting that people should go look for is in the settings app under audio and video. There's a section called match content and it has two settings, match frame rate and match dynamic range. Those are going to be important to turn those off if you have a good good 4K TV because what used to be happening is it would output everything at 60 frames per second to HDR. Even if it's a 24 frame per second movie, even if it's a standard dynamic range TV show, and sometimes that conversion works okay, and other times that conversion has a bunch of artifacts. You get jittery video if it's 24 frames per second. Uh, some of the SDR stuff gets the colors get blown out or something in, in when it gets converted to HDR. So now you can turn match content on and it will, if it's a standard dynamic range, it'll switch. You'll see your TV flicker and switch to SDR, but it'll look right, you know, and same thing with frame rate. So that's a good thing to do, I think. Do you have a 4K TV, Jason? Yes. Yes. Okay. Have you tried you tried out these settings and I have yeah. and it really makes you'll really notice it uh, like I said certain certain just regular TV shows that are standard dynamic range you'll notice it a lot yeah. and yeah, my cat's going crazy oh yeah it's like <laughs> what, what is happening sound like a Moroccan digging in China back there um, uh, so it matters in some TV shows but where you really notice it is in movies that are filmed in 24 frames per second or certain certain Netflix shows that are filmed to look that way you don't get that judder um when especially when things scenes pan and stuff like that so it's a good thing to have if you're especially if you have a nice tv and it'll do all the up conversion and stuff properly yep yeah so experiment with it at least you know if you if you've got yeah one of the reasons why i hadn't upgraded or i hadn't gotten an apple tv was because i watch a lot of sports so i might have to investigate this whole new sports tab and mm-hmm. well it's interesting because if if uh they're if they brought amazon prime video to it they also were doing thursday night football on amazon yeah. prime yeah. this year oh. so that's the other thing yeah and they, uh, uh-huh. amazon actually spotlighted that tomorrow's game will be available on apple tv Ooh. oh that's great yeah yeah so i wonder if they'll keep that for next year possibly yeah. i mean and maybe that was why apple was finally like really on board with getting Amazon over to their platform. Because Twitter tried it last year and mm-hmm. it didn't pay off. So Yeah, that's right. 
I would love to see like someone do like an investigative piece on what like the, all the machinations behind this the, the final release of Amazon Prime, like Tim yeah. Cook talking to you know, yeah, like we'll, like what went we'll on for the last years. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we won't know for it'll be ten years later we'll find out. Right. Like, it must be fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Well the the other thing I'm interested in and Apple, I think this morning there was some news that they hired a new person for their original content team. Oh. Yep. So I'm interested to see what happens when Apple does start creating yeah, original, more original content, mm-hmm. and if we're going to see it on these other services. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't count don't carpool karaoke. Yeah, I don't car- I car- carpool karaoke. And what's the other sh- uh, the app show? The app show. Planet yeah, of the Apps. Yeah. yeah, those are just those were just like Flyer light, kind of. really like a soft launch. Yeah, you when know? They, when they come out with a, yeah. some kind of series drama or, yeah. or comedy or something like that if how, how yeah, I mean, what all they, all they need is one just killer show i mean mm-hmm. look at look at hulu they have one great show and i'm sure yeah. that i mean i don't know that their subscribers are but i know i subscribed after after hearing about it yeah. i'm mm-hmm. sure there are a lot of people that you, you know you just need one great show mm-hmm. and then people flock to your service mm-hmm. i mean i think they have to change the name of apple music if tv shows are going to be part of that continuing For sure. forward because it doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense Unless but, right. they're going to spin it off into two separate yeah, services. Or does it show up in the right. TV app only? Right. Or, or is it going to be available on non-Apple devices? That's right. you know, so that's going to be a big yeah. one. They, um, I mean, I think they almost have to if they have shows that they want to spread. They can't. Just, I mean, I guess they could, but I mean, I mean if they're limited to Apple devices, the bill, maybe. Yeah, it's not like the music stuff where I'm sure their deals with all the all the music labels is. Well, you can't just have this on Apple devices. You need more reach than that. Mm. You know, that yeah, might be yeah. part of that deal. But on the stuff that they're making themselves, maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm assuming I actually, using Android, I haven't even tried because I haven't watched any of the episodes. But I'm assuming Carpool Karaoke is available wherever Apple Music apps are. Yes, exactly. Okay. So Apple TV, and, and, the music app on your phone or your iPad. But also, also Android phones as well. Oh, That's yeah. I would assume so. Yeah. I don't they so. also publish it to YouTube? Their YouTube channel? I was going to say that. I think they publish clips and highlights, but I don't think That's true. they post yeah. the yeah. whole episode. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've, I've I haven't checked in a while, though. More than like a minute of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which it's, is it's really fine. all you need to see. <laughs> it's fine. It, it, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's, I, Apple picked it up basically just when it was over. Yeah, like right. it was... It was really hot for a minute on the James Corbin sure. show and stuff. And then they were just like... And everybody was like, okay, well, we've seen a bunch of those. We get it. We're yeah. done. Yeah. And then well, Apple's like, now exclusively. <laughs> it works so well as right. a if bit. If you like five you minutes know? of it, you'll love a half hour. <laughs> exactly. It really just doesn't stretch out to them. Yeah. Well, there's two comments. On Twitter, uh, Dylan is saying, it's a shame you can't airplay the content you have so you can watch it onto your device. Oh, yeah. And then Jim on Facebook is saying, Apple needs to develop an Apple media app for Android. Do you think any of those things are are possible or likely? You mean f- Apple Media app being that you can watch your iTunes movies on Android? Probably if you buy anything, you know, through that that's platform. Not, that's not happening. That's not coming. They have <laughs> Apple Music, but other than that, I, yeah, I don't think the iTunes But they do. Stuff. There is that um, Movies Anywhere Disney service that yes. works really well. Like, mm-hmm. like it's not every movie, but it's, 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 it's a lot. It's Disney of and others, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, they, so they won't help if through. you bought like a TV show season and stuff. They TV shows, right? They don't work. Yeah. They're they're not working yet. Yeah, I would be shocked if Apple just randomly one day said, "Here's an iTunes movie and TV app for Android." No way. Yeah, that's a reason. That that's an ecosystem thing, and that keeps that keeps you tied in. Mm-hmm. And I I just don't think that's happening. Mm-hmm. I'd like it though, but I don't think so. Speaking of devices, iOS devices, kind of. We're actually talking about Android devices. We'll talk about. Speaking of mobile Speaking devices. Of, uh, that's segue. Speaking of and, words. And operating systems. Yeah. So iOS, Consumer electronics. <laughs> iOS 11.2 came out recently. Jason, can you fill us in on a little bit about iOS 11.2? Sure. Um, iOS 11.2 is, it fixes a lot of bugs, some of which were also fixed in 11.1 updates, things like the capital I bug and stuff. (laughs) Uh, The biggest bug that it fixed is the December 2nd bug, which is um, starting December 2nd. uh, 12.15 a.m. for some reason. 12.15 a.m. for some reason. If you had a iOS 11.1 or anything, uh, it would, your, your iPhone would if you have apps that kick up daily notifications your iphone would randomly reset daily local <laughs> notifications to at that yeah exactly uh so like a lot of workout apps and stuff do that um so anything workout diet apps things like that that just say a, a notification every day um as soon as a notification pops up your phone would reset so that was yeah. bad so they they Fun. pushed out yeah, they pushed out 11.2 over the weekend, which they never push these out over the weekend, but it fixes that bug. And they were pretty much ready anyways because the last couple betas um, both came in the same week, right. just the week before. They didn't have any. came on Friday, changes. actually. The, the last one was. Yeah, beta 6. And beta 6 had a build number without like the letters and stuff. So we were all like, oh, this is probably the final anyway. And then they just kicked it out over the weekend because of that December 2nd bug. Um, and it was at two, three o'clock in the morning. On Saturday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were just like, oh, oh press the button now. To see that waiting to Mike yeah. wrote a story about it. It was like, what? <laughs> when did this happen? Saturday morning. I'm like, oh man, I got to work. Yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere. So um, yeah. So thanks for doing that, Mike. Because here on the West Coast, it was already done. Eleven to two adds Apple Pay Cash is the big one. So it's yeah. it's if like Venmo and all that text. stuff. It works in iMessage. You can only send money to other Apple users because it works in in messages. But um, and they but also yeah, have you, to have Apple Pay Cash turned on, right? They Both have to have Apple have Pay Cash turned okay. on. They'll get a prompt to turn it on mm. if you try and send it to someone who doesn't. Oh, um, but they have to have eleven dot two, and it will. Um, you the way Apple Pay Cash works is you load money onto a virtual Apple Pay Cash card, and it'll do it automatically if you don't have any. Uh, from an associated debit or credit card. And then when you get money from someone, it goes onto that virtual card. And you can hop into that virtual card and go, oh, transfer this to my bank account. But it doesn't do it automatically. Some of the other apps will automatically dump everything into your bank account. And then you can spend that Apple Pay cash, virtual like cash card money, anywhere you spend Apple Pay money. You know, it's just an option when you pay with Apple Pay, whether it's for an app, whether it's a retail purchase, anything like that. That's where it goes. Uh, the tip there is associate a debit card with your Apple Pay Cash uh, account, not a, a credit card 
the credit card, you'll get charged a 3% credit card processing Ooh. fee when you load money onto your card. Oh. I mean, that's how Venmo and PayPal have always been. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's how those are as well. But just so that everyone's aware, you know, it's, it's there too. Uh, so when you try and send someone $40, you're going to get $40 plus 3% if you don't have, if it loads $40 onto your card. So debit cards is better. Does that, <laughs> that. mean that and your debit own, card is also stored in your regular Apple Pay wallet then? I believe you have to, um, the the credit card that you associate with your Apple Pay cash card has to be a card that is stored in Apple Pay. Got it. I haven't I, set up cash yet, so I'll have to I, check I don't that know out. that it has to be set up for purchases or not. Mm -hmm. I, I'd have to check that. Like you have to verify with your bank and stuff like that to set up for purchases. I don't know if you have to do that. You can on the one that. that's you can send me some money if you want to test it. Yeah, out. yeah, test it. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> it works it on the watch too. Is it only available in the U.S. right now? It's only in the U.S. right now. Although they said it will expand to other countries as they go, they're going to have to have different banking partners in different right. countries and stuff. And there's different regulations and all. Uh, and you can send money on the watch and messages on the watch too. It, it's, and also, your, you once your to watch OS your, is updated. Yes, you got to update yep. your watch OS. That was pushed out. To watch yeah, four point uh, two. They're all dot twos. Mm -hmm. yeah. All the dot twos. That's nice and neat. So there was a question it, earlier about watches. Uh, now that you've all had the the, the watch three for a wa for a bit, or those of you who do have it, um, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts? Have have your thoughts changed at all? Or, you know, is it, is it a good gift now? You know, what are your thoughts? The Series 3 watch? Series 3, yeah. I'm still using I have a, so. I have a thought, and I didn't expect this to happen. But three months in, um, you know, Verizon gives you, or actually all the carriers, I, I'm on Verizon. They give you a, a three-month grace period for um, not paying the $10 a month for your, on top of your plan for the watch. And mine renews, um, you know, it's December. So what, the middle of the month, I guess we got it, about the 15th. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it off for now uh -huh. because i'm not you i'm not using lte nearly as much as i thought i would when mm -hmm. i wrote the review i did it purposefully so i left my phone at home a lot and i wrote about that experience and i talked about how it was a great addition to the watch and it is it's cool that it can do that but it's so rare mm -hmm. that i don't have my phone with me yep that i just yeah. don't think it's worth right now the ten dollars a month because I'm going to use it maybe two hours a month, if that. And, you know, maybe if you're uh, if you exercise a lot and, you you know, that could be a great thing. Or if you're like an outdoors person, you like to hike or, you know, if you were wearing, you know, if you were going out for something and you have like a like a jacket that doesn't have the right pockets, whatever. Like there's certain instances where it could be a great thing. But to pay ten dollars a month, I don't think I would. I think I would turn it on, you know, if I needed it, if there was a situation that arose where I needed it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to recommend the uh, Apple Watch Series 3 with GPS or maybe even the Series 1 that's really cheap, depending I, on if you need GPS or not. I would say get the Series 2. Um, if you well, Apple doesn't sell Apple it. doesn't sell it, but some third-party yeah, so stores still are. Yeah, yeah, you can't find it at Apple stores. You can find it in other places because the Series 2 adds the much, much brighter screen yeah. and, and I believe GPS. better and GPS and I believe slightly better waterproofing. Yeah. Or oh, yeah, waterproofing. Or yeah, it has that thing where it spits out the water from the Yeah, microphone. so outside yeah. of a slightly better processor upgrade, you're you can save quite a bit of money 
and get okay. everything else you get in the series three if you're not getting the LTE version, get in the series two. So I that, just, that I might be the what, way to go to. I don't know what kind of stock or options are because I'm assuming that's just whatever's left that people are selling. Mm-hmm. That I'm it, yeah, that could be. Yep. Yeah. But all but, the uh, bands yeah. work and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, all you can do is get yourself the get yourself a watch. And yeah. get a series two refurbished oh, from Apple. Mm-hmm. For how much? Oh, all right. That's a that's a okay. good that's a good it's, one too. 419. That's the 38 millimeter. That's expensive. Yes. Yeah, stainless, stainless steel. steel. White sports band. Yeah, that's got to be stainless steel. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Jim is asking if the GPS uh, works without being tethered uh, if you turn off the data service. Yeah, GPS is on the watch itself. So, yeah, that works um, that still works. with or without the data service. So. Yeah, I never considered. I'm going to upgrade my watch this year, but I never even considered getting the LTE model because I just know how I function and the chances where I, if I, if my phone is left at home, it's because I forgot it. It's like a very, I never intentionally like leave my phone behind when I go on, I, I, I go on runs and when I work out outside, I have a running belt that my phone fits into and it's like sweat proof and all of that. So even if I'm not using my phone, it is there and it's on me. So, um, yeah, I just feel like I'm, I'm at the point where it's not that I'm like obsessed or attached to my phone or, you know, have to have it or whatever, but we're just, that's just kind of where oh, we don't are, lie, you know, you're, you're obsessed. I'm you're not obsessed, obsessed with it. Um, <laughs> no, but, but it's not that it's, it's just a part of my, I grab my keys that you grab your wallet. It's just yeah. part of yeah. your whatever. So you so. say this year, does that mean this month? I mean, within the like, next couple of months. Are you months. like hinting to your boyfriend, like, this we're, is what I want? We're going to see. We're going to see how <laughs> it all, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. Yeah. Uh, Steve on Facebook is asking, uh, how many years till a watch and AR headset kill off the handheld phone? But I guess, have you guys heard any updates about Apple, you know, AR? Because they've always like filed all those patents, you know? Wasn't there yeah, the a big, rumor the big rumor is that there's a pair of glasses that are in the works for oh um, my god, not again next year in 2020. Like <laughs> yeah, another one. Another and that's, rumor. I mean, that seems to be the the logical extension of the wearable platform is something that you you know that's not you know this horrible ugly headset and that isn't really creepy. Looks like a pair of glasses and just kind of you know it's like a heads up display for your eyeglasses. So yeah, I mean, I could see that, but I don't think it's anywhere near. New. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't think it's anywhere near coming out soon. Yeah, two years at the, at the year earliest. Especially given all the flack that Google Glass got, like Apple yeah. is going to want to distance itself as much as possible from Google Glass if they're going to bring something like this to market. Um, so, so I, I, think I think that we'll wound still, is we'll still a little AR fresh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. It is, as you said, the logical extension of like everything they're doing on the phone is groundwork, right? You know, they're they're building out AR kit. They're building uh, a language and a, a development platform for developers that will that they're going to hope mm-hmm. will easily translate. And Tim Cook, you know, Tim Cook does not say a lot of very definitive things about the future of Apple. <laughs> He's very wiggly. But he's very definitive about he very much AR believes the future of AR. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. It's going to be a big thing. They believe in its ability to change people's lives and all this other stuff. So I would not doubt for a second that they are working on a dedicated AR product. And it's not just going to be in the phone. But like you said, it's I 
can't be in the next 12 months. Are I, you I doubt. are you at all surprised that they haven't come out with their own, you know, a headset attachment and they're just kind of relying on Google for that? Not surprised. Uh, oh, no, I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised either. I don't know how much they're relying on Google either. I don't think they care. No. I don't think that that's something they're interested in. And I also think that VR and those, that's kind of, that had its heyday for maybe a month or six and like it's not really a thing. At least the the, the phone based ones aren't. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I've, they're just not that great. You know, the standalone ones, the HTC Vive, and those things. That's that's totally different. But the phone based ones, like this is what Apple does. They look at technology. They decide whether or not it's viable, whether or not it's going to be popular, whether or not it's it's a fad. And I think VR is a total fad that is we won't hear about much going mm-hmm. forward. Outside of gaming, but I mean. It's very special. I kind of disagree with that, but I think it's going to be a while. I think what we're going to get is like there's that, what do they call Oculus Go, which is a standalone. It's not a phone. Yeah, (laughs) those are your computer. It's a standalone thing and it's affordable. That's the next step. And then the next step beyond that is those that have full six degrees of freedom and you can walk around everywhere and they track your Mm -hmm. movement and stuff. You know, so we're a couple of years, I think, from that being where we get to with, with VR. So, but it's, in terms of Apple not supporting VR stuff right now, I don't think they're missing the boat. Right. No, I I, I agree, Jason. Like, like the, the the technology is real. I'm yeah. talking about just like physically popping a phone into a headset and saying, "Oh, look, look at this!" Like that. Yeah. Just, there's so many millions of of people who have the um, the the Oculus and and Samsung Gear VR partnership, but it's because they give it away like crazy. Right. Right. I really want to know what they're like daily. How many people daily slap their phone into that? that your vr headset i can't imagine it's that many Mm -hmm. here's the thing about to me about well first let me say uh on monday bloomberg reported that uh apple has a deal with quanta to build ar displays so Mm -hmm. this this is you know apple this isn't a formal announcement this is mark bloomberg or mark german from bloomberg reported this uh so it's it's you know something Apple is working on. Uh, what yeah, I was, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, they've bought companies, they have mm-hmm. patents, they have. Yeah. This is this would be a a yeah. supplier deal that they've got. Um, okay. So it's uh, yeah, I think they're definitely working on something. I just just a matter of like when could they ship a product that is realistically priced, even for quote, quote the Apple tax. Like yeah. you know, your Google Glass was never a public no product right it was right. always a beta product it was very yeah. expensive and now they've decided they're just going to go after like industry with it and not you know they're going to sell to work you know factory workers and warehouse workers and stuff like that mm-hmm. which is a good i good application for the technology they have but it's not consumer priced so apple's gonna have to come out with some sort of consumer price thing that looks good and yeah. <laughs> has right. good battery life mm-hmm. and all that other and stuff it's like around 500 dollars the most yeah Right. I mean, if if Apple really, what my original point was going to be, if Apple is really making an AR wearable, the, the thing is, you know, I've worn glasses pretty much my whole life, and I hate wearing glasses. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and even like, even when Google Glass came out, I was looking at that goes and like, I was looking at that like, I would not want to wear those because I hate wearing no. glasses to begin yeah. with, and there's it's they're still kind of. It was still kind of bulky to me, and so yep. mm-hmm. 
It has all those problems. Yeah, yeah. it has all those problems. In, in addition to this, you know, on top of this whole idea that, you know, with with the Google, the whole stigma about Google Glass felt like someone was spying on you because it was a, ca- mm-hmm. you know, there was a camera there and it looked like someone was spying on you and people didn't like that kind of invasiveness intru- or intrusion, not invasiveness, but, but this it sort of felt int- intrusive. So yeah. on top of that, so I mean, if 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 Apple's going to do this, it's it, you know, I'm wearing big bulky glasses already, you know it. And this is probably about the limit of it. Yeah, you know they need to make it really elegant and really, in a way that doesn't, fit, you know, yes, you know that yeah. really incorporates into what we already know in terms of like right. glasses. And and yeah. speaking to your point, if we like you and I, we we wear glasses. I'm not putting on another pair of glasses. So <laughs> right. Could that right? You know, would it work with prescriptions yeah. as well? That's yeah. a big thing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if any company can do it, if we look yeah. at sort of Apple Watch. Like nobody else is making right. a watch that is the right size, that is good for men and women. That, you know, they've got two sizes that has sort of not only a design that's got unisex appeal, but a design that is also has appeal as both a casual thing and a dress thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's if anyone's going to make eyeglasses work, it's right. the guys who right. the, the only company out of the so many that have tried the smartwatch thing to have gotten that right. Yeah. Um, so they, I think they have the best chance at it, uh, but there's a lot of t- really tough challenges, uh, both in design and just the, the raw technology that right. mm-hmm. just isn't there yet. Um, it's got to get better. And there's no killer app. Like they also have to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. get up there on stage and show us something where we're just like, right. boy, that's, I would never do that on my phone, but that's really awesome to strap to my face. You know, and, <laughs> and there's just not, there isn't one right now. I think it's when we all have, little rocket launchers on our shoulders and then we can use it to lock on that's when it's sure. gonna really really take off yes just saying i, I said it first oh what, what you mean in open carry states uh, is that what you're saying yeah, it would yeah. be visible oh, yeah, it could be a shroud that's over it target maybe. is right, open right. carry states so um so there's a couple of ch- chatter on twitter asking if there are any announcements regarding the Mac, since they are thinking about buying one, or in 2018, uh, Macs in general, or the iMac Pro that is supposed to come out. Well, one person talking about the iMac Pro. One person is talking about well, yeah, the that's Mac the last Pro. Thing we're waiting for. Yeah, and then yeah. another person is just saying Mac in general. The Mac Pro. Right. It, nothing's happening with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been that way for a while. She said. The right. Mac Pro, Apple said in, I don't know, February or something, that a modular Mac Pro is on the horizon, just yeah. not this yeah. year. They just yeah. didn't give any so time Something's for it. happening. Yeah, they're, 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 quote, fixing the Mac Pro. Yeah. Right. My guess is um, it'll be a sneak preview at WWDC next year. We'll see some kind of a 20, tower. Right. 2018? Yeah. 18. Yeah. Okay. And oh. it may ship late in the year or something. Yeah. Um, iMac Pro, it the... The last they've said is it's still coming three weeks. Yeah. And this year they've got three weeks left. They, <laughs> they haven't announced weeks. the delay, and you'd think they would if it wasn't coming. Yeah. yeah. So I it's guess probably going to squeak in under the wire. They squeaked in the Amazon Prime TV under the wire, so yeah. they they could do it with this. So, so it, iMac Pro is still coming, and it's coming soon ish. Maybe. Um, <laughs> and it's yeah, and it's 5, it starts at five thousand yeah. dollars and goes up right. from there. 
Um, so there's there's that Mac Pro. They haven't said anything except for a long time ago said we're working on a complete new overhaul, um, and they haven't said anything about other Macs. Like yeah, big changes. They, every now and again, they'll say like the Mac Mini is still an important part of our lineup, but that's <laughs> yep. it. And, and they not actually announce a new one. Right. Yeah. So I think what I would say is if if you want a pro level Mac, whether it's a desktop or a MacBook Pro, you might want to wait uh, because, like you said, iMac Pro they say they said December and it's December six. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing about the MacBook Pro is that Intel recently came out with a new series of processors, yep. and. Yep. Gordon Maung over at PC World has tested a bunch of these laptops that have the new processor, and he likes to walk by my desk on a weekly basis (laughs) and say, so one of those new MacBooks Mm -hmm. coming out with this new processor, because this new processor is is awesome. And I'm like... Yeah, it's the same thing they've got now, except it's quad-core instead of dual-core. So for any applications that really take advantage of that, like video editing and stuff, it's going to be a big uplift. Yeah. It's going to be really great. And well, Yeah, and the maddening thing is it's out for the PC. It's not yep. – it, Apple has not updated the MacBooks yet, the MacBook Pros yet with this new processor. But And who knows when that's going to happen. I mean, when they updated the MacBook Pros at WWDC, so they've only been out six months. Hmm. Yep. Um, you know, my guess is May probably at the earliest February. But it's such a big upgrade. It's it's a, according to Gordon's it benchmarks, be it's an impressive either. upgrade over the, the current yeah. generation. Yeah. yeah. If if you do stuff that benefits if, from right. more cores, if you do multi core apps, yeah. Right. Then, so, but if you know if you're not doing that kind of stuff. Then you probably you can probably buy this generation MacBook Pro yeah. and be fine with it. But if you're, I don't think. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, if if you, I was just going to reiterate. If if you're using Pro apps, if you're you know video video editing, audio editing, you know, giant databases or whatever, you might want to think about waiting a little bit longer if you can. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think we're going to hear about the Mac Pro until it's just about ready to ship. I don't think they're giving us a long preview right. because they don't want to cannibalize iMac Pro sales. Mm-hmm. iMac Pro right. will be out. They don't want they don't want anybody going like, oh, I don't want an iMac Pro. I'm going to wait for that Mac Pro right. mm-hmm. when it's like six months out. So I think my guess is that when they announce a Mac Pro, it's going to be announced and it's going to be available within the next month or something. You know, it's going to be. Maybe so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky thing because, you know, it's the holidays. It's a nice, it's a good time yeah. to buy a new Mac. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you're, you're, if you buy a MacBook Pro or a MacBook, I mean, I think you'll be happy with mm-hmm. them. But yeah. yeah, it could be three to six months where, um, you know, it's, it's a, there's a new processor. Yeah. And, you know, then with, with the MacBook and the MacBook Air, particularly, you know, we don't, you, you don't get the right on the screen with the MacBook Air. So, you know, things could be changing quite a bit in the portable line next year, but the products they have now with the exception of the Mac pro, which I don't know who's buying that, but the ones they have out yeah. now are great. You know, they're, yeah. they're for, if, if you're a Mac user, you know, depending on your level, they're, they're great machines. Do you mm. think people would be interested if they had like an Apple upgrade uh, system for kind of like the iPhone? Exactly. Yeah. Or the laptop. Yeah, that, that would be cool. 
Uh, doesn't Microsoft yeah. have something like that? Mike, they you, do for the Surface. Yeah, article for the about Surface this. Pro. Uh huh. And mm -hmm. the Surface laptop. I forget which. Maybe oh, all okay. three. I'm not sure. But yeah, the Surface definitely. Well, the, the thing with the with the upgrade program for the Mac, it, it kind of if you do that, it implies a steady annual release, and Apple doesn't necessarily follow right. that. Yeah, it could be every couple of years. I mean, there, yeah. there's certainly there's been enterprise companies that ship that that work with enterprise and ship with enterprise like Dell have often uh, offered like lease programs where you're just paying a certain amount of money a month. And then every couple of years, your machine gets refreshed or something. Right. Um, not a lot of companies do that because, you know, the way capital expenditures work and stuff, but it can be a cheaper way. I and mean, you're just paying mm -hmm. some monthly fee and you're basically renting your machine. Um, and I bet that would be really popular. With I think so too. Max. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening, Apple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Get I, I think it. they could yeah. actually make consumers, I mean, students and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of people who totally. may not have the upfront cost, mm -hmm. but we would be willing to pay, you know, 30, 40 dollars a month or whatever mm -hmm. to essentially rent a machine that they've mm -hmm. got to turn in after a couple of years and it'll have Apple care and stuff. So yeah, for yeah. students. Absolutely. It would, it would also help. Idea. It would help Apple keep products for like I have a 2012 um, MacBook Pro that I'm not getting rid of until it's dead. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that would it would it would help Apple, you know, get new machines. Apple out said yeah. it's sad that you have a five year old <laughs> computer. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the longevity of the MacBook is greater than the the also, iPhone yes. typically. Totally true. So true. yeah, yeah, yeah like true. I will not like drive a phone into the ground, but I will absolutely drive my MacBooks to the ground. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just had a cafe yesterday, and I and someone had a. A MacBook that had FireWire. Uh, wow! On it. So I was like, okay, Dang. that's that's What's an that? old one. Awesome. Yeah, that's an old one. Yeah. Well, I'm still using this three-year-old laptop because it has three's not bad. Three's not that. Yeah, good. no, it, I mean that's yeah, actually not, not that big a deal. That's a first-world problem right there. Oh, my <laughs> laptop's right. three years old because I... it has USB three, not because <laughs> because it mostly yeah. Be, yeah. I have an iMac that's either eight or ten years old sitting next to me that I still use. Yeah. So, nice. I mean, they, they do. They do last. Yeah, the other thing is like, it, it, from what I've experienced, usually the annual upgrades for like MacBooks increase the processor speed about ten to fifteen percent. Yep. So a lot of people mm -hmm. may not be as excited about. People who have a current laptop may not be in a rush to upgrade it every year. Right. So because it, you know, there are exceptions. Like for instance, the this year's MacBook was a bigger increase. I can't remember off the top of my head than the over yeah. the 2016 MacBook. So yeah, it was a yeah, significant that, upgrade. That Chris terrible, the, 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 processor. The, yeah, I think it was more like 20, 25 percent. So, yeah. but it's usually about 10, 15 percent. It's a nice up. It's a nice boost. Um, mm -hmm. So upgrading every year for a lot of people, maybe it's not that big a deal. So, but there, you know, there are people who. Yeah, I think Jason's right. It'd be a two or maybe a three year if they were to do an upgrade program. It would yeah. it wouldn't be like twelve right. months, mm -hmm. right. like twenty four or thirty six or something, because they you know they are more expensive devices yeah. as well. Although not anymore, I guess <laughs> the iPhone sixteen hundred dollars. So I guess <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas with like the iPhone, you know, it's it's still a relatively younger development of technology right. so the the boosts to increase are a lot greater plus you have issues like battery mm -hmm. you have a built-in screen that 
you know, those, those technologies. And you're you're spreading lots of other stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. generation is much better yeah. display, yeah. camera, you know, all these other things. And that's a set upgrade path. Like, right. you know, when in 12 months, you'll get a new one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Speaking of the iPhone, could we just go back to like 20 minutes to the, uh, to the December <laughs> 2nd bug? Yeah. I just sure. want to, I just want to call out Apple real briefly because, you know, we, we talked about how the uh, the beta released Friday afternoon and that it was ready to go and they launched it at three in the morning. Clearly, they knew this was a thing. Now, why not say issue some kind of a statement to people? Once again, we, we had to learn about this on Twitter through people saying this is happening to my phone. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's almost becoming downright hostile now where they just, you know, these, these bugs exist and they don't say anything until, until it becomes a problem, a, a widespread issue. Yeah. yeah. Apple could have said Friday afternoon there, you, your phone could be affected by this. Here's how to fix it. Turn off notifications. We will be uh, up, upgrading uh, to 11.2 a little earlier than normal. Like there are ways to mitigate. It's not just bad press. Like it's just people saying like, these are, these are devices that we depend on. So let's say you had an early meeting on Saturday morning and you set your alarm and then your phone resets and you don't get that alarm. It doesn't go off. Like people were affected, I'm sure, more than just an inconvenience. And yeah. it's just, you know, it's becoming to, the, to me where Apple is like they're not responding to their customers the way they, they once did. It's, it's either that or they didn't know that until the bug started to crop up at 1215 right and they start to see reports which which begs the question about what's going on with their testing yeah, yeah. right if, if that's that, the case that's, that's just these, these yeah it's that there's the capital i bug there's the, i mean these there's been some really amateurish kind of bugs so sloppy year. so sloppy yeah. not yeah. even just this year like in the last couple of months like these yeah the root bug out. i mean these are yeah. these are not oh, bug. Yeah. like really obscure tiny little nobody's going to run into these things so yeah so what's going on with testing are they doing too much too fast um i mean there's been all those all those rumors all that talk about how iphone 10 was really supposed to be a next year product mm -hmm. and they kind of pulled it in and has that impact has that had a ripple effect where it's affecting sure. everything else on getting software, everybody yeah. on getting that phone out has really hurt their ability to do all the testing and everything that they should be doing. I don't know. I mean, but maybe so, but great. yeah, we're talking about literally the richest company in the world and yeah. you know, they can, they can hire more people to, to fix mm -hmm. this. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's there's, so, yeah, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I don't think there's an excuse here. I think they got to get on this. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree. I bet there have been several internal memos and meetings and I, I'm sure there have, I'm sure they have. I'm yeah. actually surprised we haven't seen some of them floating around. That yeah. People usually leak those things. Yeah. I'm sure that they've been, that there have been high-level meetings all week, but it just, you know, it just speaks to the point that you have millions and millions and millions of users that depend on your products every single day, yeah. and to let two gigantic bugs in the same week mm -hmm. go un, un they just completely ignore them until I had to. It just yeah. that's just not good customer service in my mind. Yep. Agreed. So all you people who says uh, uh, Mike is a Apple fanboy. <laughs> See, right. he's, he's throwing some hate right there. Now that was too much hate, and much hate, yeah. you'll be... He takes it back. Come on, yep. next week. I take it all back. <laughs> I love you. Well, that just about wraps up. We have one last announcement. Uh, There's a Macworld announcement in particular. 
So uh, people on the podcast who follow the podcast on a regular basis know that uh, Leah has been a big part of it. <sighs> and it's unfortunately, I have to announce that this is her last show. It is. Uh, it's been a. We are all very sad. It's been a fun journey. I know I've only been a regular on the podcast for the last couple of months, but I've really enjoyed yeah. it, and um, I've been with MacWorld uh, all like in total. I've been at MacWorld for six years, so I'm packing up and moving on and trying something new and um it's very bittersweet i am going to miss it here a lot a lot a lot so for us it's just bitterly <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i thought about uh getting a video of like one of her earliest ones oh my god and, and for everyone, but, but adam talked me out because he didn't think she would appreciate that. <laughs> if you if you ran up by me first, well, wait, the, who do you mean? Like, I was thinking out of the to dorm, the world. The, yeah, I was gonna play it on the show and then play the video so everyone can watch it and then like, uh, you know, the dorm. How would you have reacted if I played that dorm? Oh, I don't uh, care. Okay. I mean, listen, it's all it's all out there for <laughs> the, the world to see. And yeah. okay. my like fake Justin Bieber room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll post the link in the description in the article <laughs> for the show. Um, just to make sure that everyone yeah. has access to some of the greatest hits. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think my Should have favorite... assembled a blooper reel. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, so at the end yeah. of one of my, I did like a, a kitchen roundup video a couple <laughs> years ago, and there's an outtake of me like dropping a measuring cup into a like bowl and stuff goes everywhere and I start cursing and they like just sprinkled <laughs> that in at like the very end of that video. So you know, there there's some. There's some outtakes yeah. <laughs> out there, but so, uh, thank you everybody for like joining and tuning in, and um, to all my coworkers, my podcast it's guys, been a pleasure. super. Yeah. I'm gonna miss you guys a lot. So yeah, we're gonna miss you. <sighs> yep. And that, I mean, you started here as an intern, right? Yeah. So I started uh, actually working for PC World as an intern. It right. was like my first job outside of college, and. Um, interned with PC World for like nine months and then I was kind of in and out doing like freelance work for PC World until the publication that I really wanted to work for, Macworld.com, had a full time opening. So I was able to kinda weasel in that way. So yeah. Yeah. I've been coming to this office longer than like any of my apartments that I've lived in. Like it's pretty crazy. So yeah. Yeah, I've I've been here for a while and I can't remember a time when you weren't here, so I yeah. will miss you. Very Roman much. was my first manager when I was brought on to MacWorld. I reported to Roman, so I was. was yes, you were. And you still stuck around. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, but yeah. So I will miss you. We will all miss you. So, because, like I said, I, as, as long as I've been here, I, you've I've you've been in, in the hallways and been here. So it's going to be odd to not have you here anymore. I'll probably pop up from time to time just to <laughs> keep you all on your toes. But anyways, now we're getting super sentimental. So yeah. where can if people want to stay, you know, up to date with with what's going on with you? Where yeah. where can they follow oh, you? Oh sure, um, I'm not super active on Twitter, but you can find me there. It's at Leah Yamshan. Um, I'm more active on Instagram. This is, I don't talk a lot about tech stuff on Instagram, so I don't know if that's of interest, but you can find me at Schlees, S-H-L-E-A-Z. Um, that sounds like Schleezy. Yes. That is the nickname <laughs> okay. of which my Instagram <laughs> handle was formed. Uh. Um, 
Yeah. That's where you'll be able to find me in the meantime. Um, right. Yeah. See what's going on in mm-hmm. the East Bay. Mm-hmm. And feel free to call in or, or chat into our uh, weekly podcast I'm, with you, questions. Yeah. For us. You never know. I just might do that. <laughs> well, you know, as, if there's anything you ever need from us, always, you know, just let us know. You got so, it. But we're probably actually going to be coming to you for help. <laughs> so, but uh, and if, if you want to join us next year for Apple pre-ordering at three a.m. <laughs> oh my yes. god, <laughs> that was that was so fun. I know it was kind of a. a it was maybe a, kind of a pain in the butt for some, but I thought it was really fun. It was fun. That, I, so. I liked it too. Yeah. Yeah, we had some good times. Mm-hmm. So. On that note. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, so I'd like to thank uh, everyone for showing up today. I'd like to thank Leah. Thanks, Roman. Thanks to Jason and Mike. Thanks. It was fun. Thanks, Dan. You're always welcome. And thank you to the audience. Join us next week for the Macworld podcast. We are live on Wednesdays around 10 o'clock Pacific. You know, we're usually a few minutes afterwards, but, you know, hopefully uh, you can find us. We'll be on, we're on Facebook and on Twitter. There will be an audio version of this podcast posted to iTunes and SoundCloud later today, as well as the ed- edited version of this video on our website. So hope you can join us next week. Thank you very much. 